This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome to Don't Sweat It. If you are looking to enhance your fitness routine and positively influence all elements of your life, then you've come to the right place. Join me as I speak to Ashley Roscoe from Hit Like a Girl about how she bounced back from a public breakup, is thriving after she left her corporate job to turn her passion into a business, and she inspires other women to train hard and love themselves. Chuck your joggers on, get out into that sunshine, and go for a walk while you listen to this. You do not want to miss this episode. Guys, I also have created a new Facebook group, which I'm so excited about. It is called The Sweat Club Crew. Search it on your Facebook search bar um, and it is an absolute vibe. We've got over 100 girls who are already involved. I've already uploaded a bunch of free workouts, lots of tips and tricks, health advice on uh, well-being as well, and there's so much more. So jump on to that Facebook group if you want to get involved. And if you do want to see me keep up these episodes, and if you also love this app, then share it with a friend. Don't forget to like and subscribe or leave a review because that shit helps. Love you all. Ash, thank you so much for coming on today. So exciting to have you here. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. We got to catch up. Um, at the start of the week and that was so much fun because we kind of got a little intro of each other and like I feel like both of our energies are like the nearly the exact same like you're a trainer I'm a sure. it's like we've got something there um yeah <laughs> how are you I'm good I'm good I'm pumped I just did five sessions back to back this morning um but those I, it's like it's so weird because the more that I do sometimes the more energy that I feel that I get yes I so absolutely I agree with you right there it's like I feel yeah. like if I don't train someone like early in the morning and I like maybe I get a little sleep in or something I then am like tired for the rest of the day do you find that yes a hundred percent which sounds so like opposite of what it should be but like I get energy from training and doing things exactly yeah. what I thought like, I think the same thing. I was only just talking to a client about it today. And I was like, I feel like if I, like, we are in lockdown as well as I know you guys are as well. And so doing yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. like outdoor training sessions for me, I was like, there is no other option. I am doing this because I need energy from my clients, like from my girls. Yes. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's like almost you do a disservice to yourself and others by not doing that, like not expelling that energy because mm-hmm. you're giving yourself energy and you're giving them energy. So it's like a, it's like a little, yeah, exactly. I know it comes around a little circle. Okay, Ash, let's do this. You've got fast five questions. You've got five questions to answer. Um, Number one is if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? So I struggled to pick one person with this, but I, I love talking about the mind and how the brain works. Um, so, and I really love Esther Perel. Um, so I'd love to have dinner with her and just pick her brain on everything. So she's like a um, relationship psychologist. Um, she's in New York and I just love her books. I love her podcasts. 
I just think she's the most incredible woman. So I'd love to have dinner with her. I love asking people this question because everyone uh, says something different. And like, sometimes I don't know who this person is just like her. And um, I'm like, okay, yeah. like I literally write it down. I'm like, right, I need to go, <laughs> and, in- I need to go and investigate this. Yeah, she's incredible. Okay. I love her. Everyone, yeah. go and investigate. What was her name? Esther Perel. Wow. Is she like French or something? She is French. Good for you. Yeah. Well, she's from she's from Belgium, but like she speaks French. She actually speaks like I think like eight or nine so languages. Many languages. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what a woman. Okay, I'll be I'll be researching her. Number two is what's yeah. the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? Um, I was actually walking in Bondi once and I was thinking about moving out of Bondi. And um, as I was walking, I always get people asking me for help, like always asking for directions. I don't know what it is. I must be a magnet for it. Friendly girl. Yeah, this couple couple came up to me and they asked me for directions. I gave them directions and then I kept walking and there was this old lady that was walking in front of me. Um, I walked all the way around her so she could keep walking slow. And then she ended up running up to me afterwards and she said to me, Hi, she's like, you don't know me, but um, I just want to let you know that you're a really kind person. Like, I saw you helping those people, then you just walked all the way around me because I was walking too slow. And she was like, hey, you need to stay in Bondi because Bondi needs you. And I was like, are you an angel? <laughs> like, I literally was just having the thought, like, I want to move out of Bondi, maybe I'm over it. And it's like, I swear, I was like, she's sent from God. I swear to God. That's given me goosebumps. <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird. And I was like, I felt so amazing after. I was like, wow, like someone just watched me do that. And then was just like, she's like, don't leave Bondi. Bondi needs you. And it really impacted me. I don't yeah. know what it was. And now you're still, you're living in Bondi, right? I'm still in Bondi. Yeah, <laughs> still here. Okay, you can, you can have her. that girl. You can have that girl to thank, that lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Number three is what would your younger self not believe about your life? I would never thought I was going to quit my job. So I did a uni degree, a business degree in human resources, and I thought that was going to be my lifelong career. Um, but obviously, you know, I, I won't obviously, but I quit and I started um, a brand band called um, Hit Like a Girl. And I never would have thought that I would have quit a full-time secure job to go out on my own and start my own thing around, you know, women empowerment. I am so excited to get into this topic um, today because I just can't yeah. wait to hear your journey. And, you know, a lot of people say that about their life. They're like, I would never have thought that I am where I am now. And I think, imagine if we ask ourselves this in 10 years time, it's like, where are we going to be in 10 years time? Like, are we going to be saying yeah. the same thing? Crazy. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have another career change. <laughs> we don't know. Exactly. We'll ne- we don't know until we live it. Which actually, yeah. the, the fifth question is kind of similar to what I was just about to ask. But yeah. number four is what's your favorite way to move your body? I think I can pick it, but go. It's, I'm going to obviously it's boxing. Yeah. <laughs> it's boxing. But I actually, I used to be a swimmer as well. So I love swimming. Cool. Um, and I also love dancing. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm really what gangster dance, inside. What dance, so. are we, what dance are we talking um, I mean, I just like dancing friends, like at a club, but I also have been doing dance lessons recently, um, which are a lot of like African style dance, Ooh. um, styles. So like dance hall, um, is one of my favorite ones. I think actually that's my favorite one, dance hall. It's called dance hall and it's very like African tribal. Cool. That is <laughs> But it sick. helps in my boxing because it's all footwork. So it really helps in my boxing. <laughs> 
There you go. If you want a little tip on how to be a little bit better at boxing and footwork, go and do a tribal dance class. I love that. 100%. (laughs) Number five is would you rather go back in time or into the future? 150% the future. I would never change anything about my past or like want to go back because I think that that's made me who I am now. And I'm so grateful for everything that's happened. Mm -hmm. So future for sure, but I wouldn't do either. I I just like want to live right now. I know. And would you (laughs) want to, like, would I want to know where I am in the future? I don't think so. No, no, it would kind of like stuff you up a little bit. I, I, I couldn't. I, I like right now. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, thank you very much. Let's get into, Ash, I want to um, talk about who you are. So give the listeners in the shortest version possible who you are and what you do, yeah. and then we'll delve into it a little bit later. Okay. So, I mean, if I think about who I am, like I'm someone that's like stands for female empowerment. That's like a core value of mine. So um, I'm a boxing coach, women's self-defense coach. Um, I also lecture at um, a fashion college um, because I'm the kind of person that like, I guess if you could sum me up, like curiosity is a core part of who I am. I need to be doing all things all the time, stimulate myself in all aspects, whether it's physicality or if it's my brain. Um, and it's something that I, I guess my life's purpose is just to help others. Um, and so whatever way that I can do that, pass my knowledge on, if it's, you know, martial arts or boxing, or if it's even my knowledge from my previous job in fashion, um, that's something that gives me the most purest joy as a human being. Um, so I think that if I could summarize myself it really in a small way, that's, that's exactly who I am. Um, and yeah, I think it's, that's yeah, kind of it. <laughs> I I think that's like such a magical way of summing yourself up. Like, and even just from the like bit of contact that I've had in the last couple of week with like last couple of weeks with you, I can definitely see that. Like, you actually live and breathe what you're saying just then, and I think that's so important, don't you think? Like, if you yeah. you know your core values are so damn important, and you just like yeah, you have this aura around you that's just so like you. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's a life without passion? Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. if you're not passionate about life, you're just existing. Totally. So like, and that's something that really sparked my desire to go into what I wanted to do because I was like, I, I lost the passion. Mm-hmm. I just felt so stagnant in life. And then once you align with your passion, everything just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell mm. me, you started off in HR, you did a HR degree. Yes. Then you moved yeah. to, how long were you in HR for? almost nine years. Wow. So yeah, straight from uni, straight into like an HR job, sort of worked my way into fashion and then spent most of my career um, in fashion HR, which I loved. What what Um, does that actually include? HR. What does fashion HR? Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, a lot of it was based around retail. So um, I was managing a lot of retail staff, um, helping with, you know, health and wellbeing, people development, recruitment, um, it's very much a generalist role mm-hmm. in like the HR umbrella. Um, and a lot of it is all people skills. Mm. Um, and now that's where I find my skill set is. It's, you know, engaging with people, influencing people, motivating people. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think uh, there was a reason why I did all that HR stint in my life because it's given me so much more skills and, you know, juicy knowledge yes. for the stuff that I'm doing now too. Totally. So you moved from mm. HR, you went into PR? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So Camilla, um, actually, so I went on to a reality TV show. Yes. <laughs> oh, the Amazing Race. Yes, The Amazing Race. 
yeah, so that was like amazing for use of a better word. Yes. <laughs> that was a really good experience. Um, obviously aired on Channel 10, five weeks of filming. Um, I think that was a pinnacle point for me because it sort of sparked also my breakup, which happened two weeks after that with my ex-boyfriend. Um, and I came back from that to go back into an HR role, wasn't inspired anymore mm. to continue with HR, asked to go into a PR role, which I did, um, which was really cool, um, managing influencers, styling, you know, something that I was kind of interested in, um, loved it, but then I was like, also, this is not my passion. Mm. Um, and then COVID hit too, which also I think realigned everyone to sort of have perspective mm-hmm. on life. Like, what am I doing in life? Mm-hmm. You know, health is so important. There are more things important than just being, working, living to work. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Like that nine to five rat race yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No. No. <laughs> more power to the people that can do it. We need those. We need people doing that. Oh, and but like me. some people love it. And there is absolutely yes. nothing wrong with that. But if you hate it exactly. and you're doing the nine to five, then we've got ourselves a problem. Yes. Hundred. So um, when, after the PR I quit and I just thought I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off mm-hmm. and I'm going to start my own brand around something that I'm passionate about, which is empowering other females. Um, and that's where I started Hit Like a Girl. And I hated the phrase that men and females say it too, but, oh, you hit like a girl. It's like, yes, I do hit like a girl and it's hard and it's fast yeah. and I will hit you like a girl. Yeah, yeah, you wait until <laughs> yeah. I hit you like a girl. Then you'll know about it. It's so good. And I yeah. love that you put that phrase on it because like, well, you know, my um, my business kind of started by – Uh, the reason why I called myself the sweat club is because I was like, right. I had so many people coming up to me saying like, ew, I'm so sorry. I'm so sweaty. Don't touch me. Yuck. Don't look like I'm sweating. And I'm like, you know, training is like, you should be sweating. Like this is normal (laughs) for you to sweat. So I was like, I I was like, this needs to be normalized. Just like you, like that. I can really relate to you because that Hit yes. like a girl. It's like that's a phrase that's meant to be degrading. It's like it's meant to be your weak or, you know, and you're going, no, excuse me. I am here to empower um, women to say, fucking yes, you do hit like a girl and yes. you hit hard. That's right. Actually, it's so funny because a girl said to me the other day, she had sweat pits and she's like, oh, it's embarrassing. I'm like, why are you embarrassed? But that means you worked hard. Like, good. Thank you. Sweat everywhere. Yeah, yes. drip on me if you need. Have you ever, yes. sorry, we're going off track here, but have you ever copped sweat drips like in the eye or in the mouth? Oh, this morning. This morning. I, I, I sweat from myself and others. It probably isn't COVID safe. But, <laughs> but anyway, but I always get dripped on because, I mean, it's boxing you sweat like very much. Like crazy. Um, but yeah, but I, yeah, I love sweat. Yeah, I'm sweating. It's great. Keep sweating, please, girls, and please make it normal to sweat (laughs) and to hit like a girl. So, okay, sorry, backtrack here. You went on the amazing race. How was that? Mm. And what made you actually want to go on that? Like, yeah, well, I mean, my ex boyfriend, um, applied, Mm -hmm. and then both of us are super competitive. (laughs) So, um, we were like, yeah, this is like perfect for us. We've traveled a lot. Um, and I guess it's like, it's a really incredible experience. You have to fly around the world all paid for and it's a game show. So like you're racing around the world, doing challenges, doing things you'd never actually do, you know, your normal like travel experiences. Um, and like, I feel like I'm pretty good. Well, I didn't think I was at the time, but I didn't think I was that good under pressure, but the show proved to myself that I actually was really good under pressure. Um, which is great because you always learn about yourself on reality TV show. It's a huge mirror. 
um, not only is it a mirror because you get to see it and mic'd up, you know, you've got sound crew with you everywhere, but then obviously you have the opinions, good and bad, of um, Australia. So, um, and actually I think New Zealand as well. It got aired in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, it was very interesting because, I mean, we went on as the villains. Like we were like the, you know, we cheated, we lied, we um, <laughs> we stole stuff. Um, so it was good though. We pitched ourselves as that because, like, you know, better airtime, everyone loves a villain. Um, I love and, that. And naturally... Yeah, it naturally played into our more competitive sort of, you know, evil sides, which was fun. It was fun. And so you were on that show for – you recorded for nine weeks? For five weeks. Oh, for five. Um, it was pretty quick, yeah, pretty quick. It was five weeks and we got disqualified. We came fifth and we got disqualified because we broke the rules, as we did throughout the whole thing. Um, and we, we won that leg. We were very we were good. Yeah. But um, – yeah, we just probably should have followed the rules. <laughs> and so how long were you and your ex um, dating before the show? Uh, probably four years. Okay, yeah. So yeah. you were like, you knew each yeah. other going into the show. Was it weird to go into, was everyone coupled up? Yeah, so yes. they were either in a partner or yeah. they were best friends yep. or sister and brother. Yeah, so everyone was like pretty tight. Did you learn like new things about your relationship going on the amazing? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, I did. Like um, we weren't very good team players, if I can say that in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but we're, we're super competitive, but we're competitive with each other, which just didn't work because no. um, we should have been a team and working together. Mm. Um, and also, you know, like – it's, it was a good reflection for me too on the way that we spoke to each other. Um, it, I guess in relationships, sometimes when you break certain boundaries, it's very hard to bring it back to a place where, you know, you are speaking in a nice way because you often take it out, you know, your anger out on the person that's closest to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found was happening. Um, you know, my ex wasn't speaking the nicest to me mm-hmm. um, and you never really get a third party sort of witnessing that or an opportunity to rewatch it. Um, so it was quite eye-opening. Mm. Learned a lot. I bet. And then you had a pretty public breakup. Um, yeah. How I did. How, <laughs> how did it work out for you? And like, obviously, how are you now? Yeah. Well, we broke up two weeks after we finished like filming the show, and then the show aired, um, which was pretty. The whole experience actually was pretty traumatic, mm-hmm. but um, I'm so glad that it happened the way it did. And I think that he's actually also glad that it happened the way it did because it taught him super important lessons. Um, so we did break up, and he got charged with a domestic violence order. And then we obviously had to go to court and anything that's in the court system is public like knowledge. The journalists obviously were you know, Googling our names, they've alerts and that kind of thing. Um, so it was like the front page of the Daily Telegraph in like the social section. Um, there was articles in the Daily Mail. Obviously Daily Mail is like not the greatest source of information, no. but like there was pretty horrific articles just making stuff up, embellishing it as well. Um, and obviously you don't want to go have go through a breakup. It's public and, you know, we're on TV. So people were finding out about stuff that I hadn't even told people yet, um, which was really hard. I remember being so super invasive. upset at the time. 
Yeah, it was. And it's like, I'm not a celebrity. Like, no one knew who I was. And it's just so invasive. I got like a little taste of, I guess, what it would be like to be a celebrity. Um, But yeah, I had paparazzi following me around at the beach, taking photos of me. Um, And I was like, not in a good state. I was like, pretty fragile Um, because I was going through a breakup. Mm. And then, yeah, but I mean, I guess what I I actually went, we got back together for a little bit after that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes, you know, breakups and healing is not linear. You kind of need to go back and forth a little bit. Like the universe keeps teaching you those lessons. Absolutely. Exactly. Until you figure out, okay, this isn't probably what's best for me right now. Yeah. Then, you know, then you make that decision. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we've all been there, gone back to an ex we probably shouldn't have. So I did it, went back and then, and now I'm good. (laughs) So now we're not together. Um, You know, I wish him all the love Mm -hmm. and happiness in the world. Um, We still live in the same suburb. So I still run into him every now and then, but we don't really speak at all. I think it's best that way. Mm -hmm. I think you need full cut contact to move on and heal. Mm. Um, So that's where it's at. I agree. Wow. Yeah. It really, um, it really broke my heart the first time that you told me that. And, um, you know, I think for us to talk about that is like important to know that you're not alone, you know, yeah, know yeah. That you've got other and people women, around. I mean, so many women experience domestic violence and obviously domestic violence is not just in the form of like physical abuse, it's verbal abuse, there's money control, emotional, um, yeah. you know, there's, it's, it's the emotional control. It's like microaggressions through the whole relationship that can lead to a similar thing that could be the same kind of trauma as a violent act. Um, so there's a lot of it. And like, I think it's like the statistics are huge. It's like one in three women experience some sort of um, domestic violence within their relationships. Um, so, and, and then as a result, I think that sort of catapulted me actually to go back into boxing as well. So I could re-empower myself. I feel so powerful being in my masculine energy boxing. Um, and then, you know, whenever that kind of thing happens too, I then had this urge. I wanted to empower other women as well. Um, because I just feel like that's my service now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So talk so me through, talk me through hit like a girl is your, Boxing, uh, your business, you're a personal trainer and yeah. you teach women how to box. That's right. <laughs> and so this is pretty much what sparked, like from your breakup, this is what sparked why you wanted to jump into this. Yeah, definitely. I've been doing martial arts since I was like five years old. Um, so I was always, I was probably a very, I was a, probably, I was a huge tomboy as a little kid and I loved doing any kind of like roughing and tumbling and like I was always into, I love watching karate movies and so I really wanted to do karate. So I started it and I was good at it. I started sparring when I was nine. Um, I remember my first sparring match was against like a nine-year-old boy and I was like six or something and then like it just escalated from there. <laughs> What a beast. I remember like winded. I know like this crazy little girl like punching the shit out of some guy. <laughs> what um, a <laughs> Yeah, and then um, I quit because I was swimming as well. Like, and then I quit, but then I got back into it. Decided doing Muay Thai, um, and then I found boxing. I started training with my coach, who's currently my school coach, my coach Luke Jackson, um, and like just sparked my love for boxing. And then, um, yeah, now I'm training for a fight in August. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. Do you know who your opponent is? <laughs> No, so it's just going to be – it's just an amateur boxing, like, competition. Yeah. So you get matched up based on your weight. So whoever other – what other girls enter at that weight class, you get matched up. And I think you only find out maybe, like, a week before who it is. 
Um, but yeah, but there's no like no song or anything. It's like it's a comp. But I think I'll do another match, maybe a charity match afterwards. Yes, um, where I'll give the money to the charity that I work with, um, which is the Women's and Girls Emergency Centre. So yes, um, yeah, I'll do it for them. Cool. I'm so excited. Can we live stream this or like how are we going to be able to watch you? Yes. You can watch me. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I, get, I'll get someone to live stream it. Yes. I want to see this. I want to see this. Um, yeah. I yeah. like, I've been doing Muay Thai for um, four years now and like I in no, it's purely like fitness and technique that I'm really interested in. But you're so right. Um, boxing, Muay Thai, any kind of martial arts is so empowering. And I think for women, especially because unfortunately, sometimes we are, well, you know, we're not all equal. Men are stronger. And so for women to be empowered and be like, no, I actually am strong and I feel powerful is so important. Yeah. It is definitely. And like, I mean, all the movement that's happening at the moment, like women getting followed, women being killed by men. It's like, well, we need to rise up and we need to learn how to protect ourselves. And even having the mindset of knowing how to throw a punch, have been taken it, like taking a hit, you know, knowing how to do that just empowers your whole aura and you walk with a different confidence Absolutely. when you have Agreed. that knowledge. Agreed. Yeah. You do, you walk differently. And like, I guess, you know, you are seeing women day to day and you're, you know, you're working with a charity at the moment. What is that like? How is that feeling women becoming more and more confident every time that you see them do it, you know, with Mm. you, with the session? Like, how does that feel? Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. (laughs) I would just live for the feeling. Like I I start with like, and and to be honest, a lot of the women that I train, like, and I mean, you know what it's like being a PT, people open up to you and um, they talk to you about their, you know, problems and what goes on in their life. And a lot of the time, women, most of the women that I've been training have been assaulted um, in some way, shape or form. Um, so I think that, you know, seeing women grow their confidence and be able to move and hit and, you know, dark and weave and whatever other like sort of skills I teach them, um, it's a beautiful thing because I can see it transcend into other parts of their life. You know, once you build that confidence up in your own body, like your body doesn't lie, then it speaks volumes to your brain and how you can, you know, walk and talk and it, it permeates every part of it. So, yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. It is. And, you know, you're all about women empowerment. What does that, what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't take credit for empowering others because I kind of see it as like I'm facilitating women just empower themselves. Yes. Because I don't want to be the person that's like, I'm empowering you. I'm not. Like I'm giving you the tools to empower yourself. Like you can do um, this on your own. Yeah, you can do this on your own, but I'm here to give you the, yes. the, the questions. And, the guidance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, I think that's how I see it. it's so like it's so amazing that so many women now, um, you know, we're all kind of rising together, and we're all like, let's like let's go, let's be the best women that we can possibly be. Like, let's get together, let's make a yes. girl gang. Like, it's yes. so nice oh to God, see. It's a guy, there's a guy in Bondi that's a PT, and he messaged me the other day, and he goes, "You are literally training an army of women." <laughs> and I was like, "Hell yes, I am!" Yeah, and I'm proud of it. I am proud of yes. it. <gasps> Oh, it's such a nice feeling. I totally get that same feeling. Like my majority of my clients as well are female. And, um, you know, a lot of the time it's, it's normally confidence. That's the biggest issue. Um, have you ever had kind of, have you ever suffered any form of confidence like Mm. issues? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've always gone through, yeah, yeah. I've gone through phases of it. 
I think, I mean, the older that I've got though, the more that I'm learning to lean into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you become wiser about like just your own capability. And I think the more that you face challenges and the more you put yourself into uncomfortable situations, the more that you start trusting your own integrity and your own confidence builds because of that. Um, you know, quitting my job has been one of the biggest things for my self-confidence because I'm like, yes, I can do it. Like I'm a survivor. I don't give a shit about COVID. Maybe I won't have money. But I've, you know, I've trusted myself and I've shown myself that I can do it. And doing those kind of things are the things that build your confidence when you put yourself out there because you're never going to grow unless you get into that adversity, get into that state where you feel uncomfortable because um, otherwise you're staying stagnant. Absolutely. So that's that's how I've grown. What, is, what are some tips or advice for gals who might not be feeling all that confident at the moment? What tips would you give for them? I think do something that's different to what you're already doing. So do something yes. that's going to like make you feel uncomfortable and it can be tiny things. Like um, I started doing cold showers. It sounds so Ooh. silly. I started in cold showers. But it's like just doing something that like makes you feel uncomfortable. And then once you achieve that, you're like, okay, cool. Like it's a little chip away at, at that confidence. And then, you know, doing something else that's totally outside your comfort zone, doing a dance class, learning a language. Um, I don't know if you have a fear of heights, jump off um, something. Yeah, yeah, Obviously yeah. like safe, safely. <laughs> but like, go skydiving. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Go, go jump on a plane. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is. But like, um, and, and try, try boxing, try something that's going to make you feel good, but that you're scared to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the best way to start building your confidence. Or I actually, the other day I did seven days, no coffee because I was like, I, I want to see if I can trust myself, my own work. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start chipping away at building your own confidence, doing those things. And that word trust is like beautiful. Like it is so important mm. to to have the trust there for yourself and just know that like if you, you know, whatever you are kind of going through, um, whether it's self-image, confidence, um, even like career and relationship, um, yeah, it's like you have to just trust in here and you have to be like yes. willing to kind of let go and be like, all right, I'm, I'm trusting myself that this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Get out, get yeah. out. And backing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think that one that's so core to that too is obviously loving yourself, mm-hmm. which I think all women have like struggle with, like the way that we speak to ourselves in regards to body image or just even like even some of the women that I train, like, the way they talk to themselves, I'm like, you would never speak to anyone else like this, but you're no. speaking so badly about this, about yourself. And I hear it when they like kind of stuff up sometimes, or even if they look at the, when they video themselves, like, oh, I look fat. I'm like, no, you don't. No, like you don't. it's just, yeah. So learning to love yourself, I think after you can start doing that, it just permeates from that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and knowing that you're enough, like I can't um, like put more emphasis on that. Like even that phrase saying I am enough, like it's just groundbreaking. That's funny. Cause we hear this from, like a lot of people at the moment that are like, start saying, I love you in the mirror, start, you know, saying I am, enough. Yes. start giving yourself, like giving love back to yourself. And it's like, mm. you know, you're not saying it for no reason. You're saying it because a it's, it's probably worked for you. And that's how you've like healed from your trauma. And yeah, this is where, this is why you are where you are now, because you're like, I have worked mm. so hard on me. Yeah, I have it written in my room. So I have like a little board and I have on there, I am enough. So whenever I look at it, like I'm conditioning myself as well to see those words. And then you you condition yourself enough with anything, you you will start believing it. Um, So yeah, it's like that reminder every day, you're enough. 
you are enough and that's it. It's so important to remind yourself every single day. Yes. You're enough. You're enough. Everyone's <laughs> enough. Um, so, Ash, talk to me about your health journey. So how many times are you training mm. a week, especially for your comp coming up? Yeah, I mean, I train at least two times a week. I mean, sorry, two times a day. Two times a week. Oh, my kidding. Two times a day. <laughs> at least two times a week. So I train two times a day. Yeah, okay. Okay, this is making more sense. Yeah. And yeah, so two times a day, I try and have Sundays off, but I still move on the Sunday. Like I go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I do, on the other side of that, I do really struggle in not training um, because I love training. And I also probably, I don't know what it is. I just like, I love moving my body. I love getting the endorphin hit. Um, I probably have a bit of anxiety if I don't train, which mm-hmm. is probably my psychologist probably. <laughs> um, but like, um, I just, I, I really enjoy it. And I love training with people. Mm-hmm. It gives me energy. Um, so yeah, I do two types. So I do cardio, always try and do cardio and weight training and then obviously boxing. Mm-hmm. And I sort of alternate that throughout um, my week. So mornings, what does morning training look like for you normally? So my t- schedule changes all the time because mm-hmm. I'm training people and you know what it's like. It's sometimes it can be pretty haphazard. Um, so I always try and do like a run or weight session in the morning. Um, and then I'll do boxing probably like if I can do it in the morning, I, I will as well. And I'll just alternate the weights in the afternoon um, or I'll just do boxing at lunchtime. And then I always try and do a bit of mobility and stretching as well. Good girl. I love to hear that. Mm. <laughs> we sometimes forget. Very important. Yeah. Well, we like I'm fucking the worst for this. I am like yeah. tell all my clients like stretch, rest, repair, meditate. Yeah. Like, and I'm over here like train, then I work straight after my training session. Then I do this up. Like it's, it's yeah. a journey. It's a journey. It is. And I always get up and meditate. So I meditate. I try and meditate twice a day. I don't always do it, but I at least try and meditate 15 minutes in the mornings. And if I can get the afternoon one in, I will, but I'm often super busy. And that's just an excuse that I make. Like, no one's busy, too busy to meditate. But um, I always try and do at least another 10 minutes in the afternoons or before I go to bed. Do you normally do a guided meditation or do you just meditate? by yourself i just meditate yeah so i've done a vedic meditation course um, but i've been meditating for a few years now probably like six years i've been meditating wow. um and so now i just do silent meditation um and i have a mantra that i meditate to which is like not a word but it's a sound mm-hmm. um to help me get deeper into the meditation but it, it literally changed my life meditation i can't cannot like emphasize how much everyone needs to be meditating okay Talk to me because I've actually had a few people on the podcast that have spoken yeah. to me about meditation. And I'll be honest, I, I do not meditate enough. I'm looking over at Sophie, the producer, and she's also shaking her head. She doesn't meditate either. Like, tell me, Ash, <laughs> tell me, Ash, how you, how a beginner would start to meditate. Yeah. So I think that as humans, we always try and like, we'll give up pretty quick if we don't think it's working. So I think that if you try meditation and often people are like, I can't do it. It's like, everyone can meditate. It's just like, you're working out. Like you're not going to go and do an hour long boxing session. If you've never done boxing before, you maybe start with half an hour. So with meditation, like if try and do 10 minutes, 10 minutes is probably what the minimum that I'd try and do. But if 10 minutes doesn't work, try five minutes. And if five minutes doesn't work, try one minute. Do you know what I mean? Everyone can do one minute. Mm-hmm. So and once you do that one minute, your brain will be like, oh, you get this like little dopamine task hit. And you'll be like, oh, I did the one minute. And I guarantee that if you start doing one minute a day, all of a sudden it will turn into five minutes, then it will turn to 10, then you'll start doing 20 and so forth. Um, so I think just 
and, and meditation is not about clearing your mind because we can't clear our minds because we're wired to think. So it's just the practice of sitting in a space where you can notice your thoughts. Once the thoughts come into your brain, you gently just push them away and that's meditation. Just looking at your thoughts, pushing them away, getting into a space where it's nice and calm, being conscious of your breath. Um, I do a bit of breath work as well. So like four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out. Box breathing is really helpful, mm-hmm. especially in this stressful situation. Mm. Um, but yeah, so just incorporating that. And then, and it's just the practice of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, um, you're ne- not going to get anything out of meditation unless you give it the time. Mm-hmm. Do you know I mean, it's like when you have a crush on someone, you don't want to hang out with them five minutes a day. You want to hang out with them all the time. Yeah. So it's the same concept. You want to like give that meditation what it deserves, give it the love that it needs. So try and meditate at least 10 minutes a day increase it ultimately you want to be doing about 20 in one session okay girls anyone listening out there i'm setting you a challenge because i'm setting myself a challenge basically i want everyone to do at least two to five minutes a day if you are just starting out on meditation when this episode goes live you are starting two to five minutes a day and then we're all going to check in with ash and she's going to (laughs) be telling us we're doing a really great job (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm so proud of you guys. Truly. It it takes dedication. Absolutely. But you'll form the habit as well. And like, I think habits are funny too, because it's hard to like fit it in if you've never like fit in meditation before. So try and stack it onto something else that you already do. So if you get up and the first thing you do when you get up is, I don't know, get up and you say you go and pee or you go and drink a glass of water, stack it onto whatever else you do that's part of your your morning habit. All right. Well, I've got a question Um, for you because- You're a PT as well, so you can help me. Everyone else that I've spoken to who is, you know, uh, meditating are normally like that's their life and that's their practice. Um, Whereas for you, you're a busy gal. How, how, Mm. like, are you getting up super early for your sessions? Mm. So, and you're meditating before that? Well, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. Depends on how I sleep. If I feel really groggy I won't meditate I'll go straight to my session do the session because I often get energy from it yes so then um after that session or in between sessions I sometimes I even sit in my car and just meditate for 10 minutes so wherever I can do it I'll just do it that's amazing because I think for so yeah. many we probably think that we need to be in this like you know zen state we need to have our salt lamp on we mm. need to have our incense on we need to have you know in this amazing like perfect world where this is where you sit every single day on your like magical cushion whereas you're saying mm. i meditate in my car like it's not the most like, yeah. gorgeous space to meditate no yeah it's just i mean just it's just a, a, a way for me to create a disconnect from the outside world if it's such a, like we're always in our heads, mm-hmm. we have that chatter constantly. Like when do we get a break from that? Mm-hmm. And that's, it's like a little oasis for your brain, like going into that space where you're just becoming super conscious, super present. And even if it's for five minutes, like there is literally, I have no doubt in my brain and no one ever regrets a meditation. I'm doing it. You never regret it. You've inspired me and I really hope that you've inspired so many. Yes. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, yes, get it. <laughs> go me. Yes. Um, so... <laughs> I want to know what an actual day in the life looks like for you. You're a busy woman. What does it look like? Yeah. I know it changes probably day I mean, to day. It changes, yeah, every day. But, um, I mean, mostly I'll get up super early, try and meditate. I'll journal as well. So that really helped me through my breakup. Um, I've filled like three journals so far, so far I think, <laughs> um, in the past year um, where I just I, – and journaling has helped me not only like sort of debrief all the, you know, sort of – 
negative thoughts that I have in my brain, but also the positive ones. And that's what I thought, that's what I feel like has really helped me. Because if you think about when you have a really good day, often you won't think about journaling, but they're the times when you also should be journaling. Because when you have a really good day, like taking note of what you ate, who you hang out with, who you, how much you slept, you know, what you did. And then when you are having a bad day, you can reflect on what you did in the good day and replicate those things. Mm-hmm. So just as important to replicate, to journal, sorry, about the bad and the good things. Um, and when I journal, I just stream my thoughts. Like if anyone read my journal, they'd be like, she's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, so, so it's about like just, you know, streaming your thoughts into a, a page. It really helps. It's really, I'm a very tactile person. So I like writing down a piece of paper, my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, it just helps me deep. It's like a little therapy session for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very interesting to go back sometimes when you've written something and you read it back, you're like, wow, like you really see that how it's feeling and, you know, when you sort of calm down, it's really interesting. You can look back in um, hindsight and be yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I've dealt with that now. Yeah. Good, good go me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So journaling and then I'll get up and I'll probably, if I can't do have time, I'll do a session. Mm-hmm. So cardio or weights or whatever that looks like. Then what I'll start my wake up? for the day. I wake up usually like 5.20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I will do my sessions, have a break eat, um, train, probably train more people. And then um, I'm also a coach actually at a gym in Double Bay as well called Shelter. So I do like a boxer size class there, um, which is super fun. You're a busy one. I like a little mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and I, I used to alternate between training clients one-on-one, doing group sessions. I do corporate boxing as well. So I go in um, and do women's self-defense and also um, boxing, like group fitness sort of boxing as well. Um, so my day kind of consists of any of those kind of things and then also um, lecturing at a fashion college as well, which is like four times across the term. What do you talk about in your lecture? So I mostly do HR subjects. Yes. Um, and then I also do, I'm probably going to end up doing some PR subjects as well. Um, but it's mostly like people development, leadership, um, and just it's mostly storytelling. Like all like teaching is just storytelling. Mm-hmm. So it's me passing on all the experiences I had um, to those younger girls and guys in the classes. Um, and it's very easy for me to do. I'm like, I, I love a good story. Yeah. So, love um, so uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's easy for me because I just me passing on all my experience that I've had in fashion, um, to the students. And then I fully have like an assessment that I have to teach and marking. So yeah, oh, it's fun. Cool. Mm. So I want to go back to the women's shelter who you help yes. train with, um, or train, yeah. sorry. Yeah. What's the biggest thing you've learned from those women? Well, I mean, so I started training the social workers that uh, I can help the women in the houses. Um, And that was, um, it was super interesting because I actually spoke to my psychologist about this and we were talking about it. And I was like, I really wanted to touch base with the actual women as well in the shelter. And my psychologist was like, you know, though, that those women who actually train, who help the women in the shelters are also taking on that trauma because they're the ones that are dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. They're taking it on. And as women, we do, obviously, we've got, you know, naturally a higher sort of levels of empathy and we absorb that energy and that, those traumas. It's just like you're doing just as good a job as you are training the social workers as you would be to be in contact with the women as well. Um, so I think that I just like, I knew that I was creating a space for those women to release a lot of the tension mm-hmm. and energy they'd taken on during the day. Um, 
so that was a pretty beautiful thing. And then I actually had the opportunity to go into the shelter and train some of the women that were in, in the emergency um, wow. center and, and the kids were there. And like, I just felt, I knew it was such a beautiful moment. Cause I think at the end of the session, I did a big meditation with them and I could just see on their faces, like they had these rosy cheeks and they were like pretty exhausted. I was just like, that was amazing. And I was like, this is what I'm meant to be doing in my life. Yeah. I was like, like, this is it. And this feeling right now that I've impacted these women who are like, obviously in the most crisis mode they could be in. And I've just helped them. I was like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Like you brought them joy at a time when they probably didn't think there would be much joy happening. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, they're obviously like, there's sort of no light. Yeah. They've got nowhere to go. Wow. Yeah. What an amazing woman you are. Thank you. Seriously, that it, it inspires, and it's so inspiring. Like it is such an amazing feeling to to help people and to see that you you know you could have been still at your PR job. Like I'm so glad that you followed yeah. your passion. For anyone that Me is too. kind of wanting, I know, of course you you would be. Right. Um, for anyone that is wanting to kind of like they you know, they might need to spark their passion or they might have a little passion project. Like what advice would you give for someone who is like clinging on to their kind of like old life and they really want to move into this kind of new passion that they've got? Yeah. I think, I mean, you need to take a risk in life. Like I guess you need to think about a really, actually a thing that one of my friends, Alexis taught me was um, thinking about like on your deathbed, would you regret not quitting your job. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's what I struggled with it a lot when I was about to quit my job. Like obviously I had these negative looping thoughts, like like fear, like, you know, I'm going to be humiliated in front of my friends and family if it doesn't work out. Like, you know, what am I going to do for money? Like, what if it doesn't work? And then I was like, but what if it doesn't work? Like, what is the worst case scenario? I'll just get another job. Like there's always a fix to it. It's like, I've got a skill set. I can get another job. If I don't quit, that is going to be way more hurtful for me having that regret than if I just go and get another job. Do you know what I mean? So that, that's, that's the best advice I can give. And then just try it, like hustle on the side. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you can still do your job and then try other things. And if that's too much, just quit your job, Mm -hmm. try it and then get another job if it doesn't work out. Um, but you know, you kind of know, I think I knew at the time I had to get to the point where I was really not liking my job. Whereas like, there is no other option for me. I need to quit my job. Like I need to. Sometimes in life, yeah, it kind of comes up for you and you kind of think, yeah, I get to a point where you're like, no, this is it. Mm-hmm. I need to quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You nearly have that, you know, that gut feeling inside you where you're like, oh, yes, I think that. this, is, this is time. Yeah. I yeah. I get that so much. I really go off my gut feelings. Oh, so like I'm very attuned to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think like I was six months off finishing my uni degree, which was graphic design and advertising. And I, I bailed on it. Wow. Yeah. It like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing, but like looking back, I'm like, that was a bit silly, but also I would never, if I had of, if I had to finish that, I would never have gotten into the fitness industry. I would have been like, well, no, I've finished my degree. So I've got to go into graphic design and advertising. That's just what, what you do. So I'm so glad, like, I'm so glad this shit happens. Like at the time, you know, you feel like a bit of a failure. Well, for me, I was like, I am a failure. I haven't succeeded. I quit my uni degree. Like, who are you? And now I look back and I'm like, man, that was meant to happen. It was Mm. definitely. I'm such a big believer in that. Same. Like the universe, life is happening for us. Do you know what I mean? It's Mm. not happening, you know, just to us. It's for us. 
So things that are happening are meant to happen to you for that reason. And it did. Absolutely. Girl, you have so much yeah. on. How do you balance it all? Business, social, boys, lifestyle, <laughs> gym. Like how do you do it? So Tell us your secrets. Cr- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how we do it either. I have I have a calendar that I put everything into. Like it looks crazy, my calendar. Um, but I I love being busy and I love doing like all the things that I'm doing. Sometimes I do get to the point where I'm like, my head's going to explode. Mm. Um, and that's why meditation obviously is so good for me because it, it does bring me back down and I, I become a lot clearer and my brain is sharper mm-hmm. once I'm clear after the meditation. Um, but yeah, it's, do I just, I mean, I, I am very social. Yeah. Pardon? Do you ever burn out? Yeah. 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 It's I, I, got, I got sick, like I got sick like two months ago. I'm never sick. But I got sick two months ago and I had to have two weeks off from everything. And I, ha- I think it was really meant to happen like that because I felt so rejuvenated once I oh, that's so like got back into training and I was like, oh, my body needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really get sick that much. But I do burn out, but I think I, I really am aware of my own body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I am starting to fatigue, when I'm starting to feel like I'm not really happy to get up, yep. then I know that I need to start to cut down, get mm-hmm. a good night's sleep, do something that I love that's playful. I'm really all about that too. So doing things that's play. I'm very into like going into like being a child. Yes. You know, and doing things like the dancing there that brings out my real playful side or being creative mm-hmm. even. Shooting content, painting. Yes. I love that. No, I definitely mm. can agree. Being like playing like a child is so important. My um a guy who is like I don't know. It's just like a bit of a life coach, to be honest, for me at the moment. Um, love that. Yeah, love yeah. it so much. He was like, all right, mm. you've got 15 minutes, three times a week that you need to do something of play. And my yes. my play is putting music on in my room or in my house and literally dancing the most ridiculous oh dance that I could possibly <laughs> yeah. do. Do you feel me? <laughs> I guess I do this all the time too. Maybe also, I also do that. I just like, but I dance like super slutty to myself in the mirror. <laughs> I love that you look at yourself. I love that. I actually yeah. also, I, I do the same actually. I didn't really realize yeah. that I did that until just then, but like, I will like look at myself and it's like, yes, let's yes. go. But like it, 15 love. minutes, he was just like, do 15 minutes, do 10 minutes if you want to. And I was like, oh God, yeah. like, okay. All right. I'll so give it a go. Fun. And it's so much fun. Yeah, it gives you energy too. That's it. I'm all about energy at the moment. Like even just like energy exchange, you know, like yes, um, yeah, dancing is, you know, you wouldn't really think like dancing around the house like a lunatic would like bring you energy, but it does. It like it like rejuvenates your soul. It like revives your soul. It does because if you think about it too, and then go back to real primal here, but if you think about when we were primal and quite indigenous, mm-hmm. dancing was also a way that we communicated exactly. and told stories. Yes. So dancing is so part of our core, like we need to do it. Um, and so doing that is such a good like way to sort of tap into that because it, it's a part of how we're made up. Oh, my God. You and I are very, very similar. I love that for us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, we are now getting into the point where we are doing some sweaty crew cues. So this is where my Instagram yes. have kind of asked you some questions. Um Number one question is mantra quote or saying that you live your life by. I'm sure there's there's many. Well, actually one that I did obviously touched on before. So um, I think actually I'm going to give you two. So life is happening for you. Not what I say to myself is life is happening for me, not to me. 
I think that's a really good perspective one. Um, and also I think this really changed my perspective around people as well, is that everyone is doing the best that they can. So like I used to think I was, I'm pretty competitive and I'm pretty like, you know, you can always do better, like quite harsh critic to myself and others. Um, But I think when you have the mindset that everyone is doing the best they possibly can, you know, with the tools that they've got and experience they know, that really gives you a whole nother level of empathy for yourself and for others. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The next question I've got is what diet do you follow? Or let's talk about, I guess, nutrition. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm pretty good with food because I love cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am, I'm basically a pescatarian, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, But but like, I I sort of, if I do really crave chicken, I'll eat chicken, but I don't really crave it that much. Yeah. You like Um, But I mostly, yeah, I mostly eat vegetables, fruit. So I'll I'll wake up. I don't really eat until sort of mid morning. Um, I'll try not to have a coffee until then too. I don't get up and have a coffee because I can get sort <gasps> of girl. stuffs up with my, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So I don't have a coffee until like probably like 10 or 11. And then um, I'll have water as well throughout the day, obviously. And then I'll have like a smoothie. I always try to have protein, my smoothie, collagen, whatever I can go sort of get my hands on. Um, and then lots of fruit and vegetables in the smoothie. Then I'll have lunch probably a bit later on. Mm-hmm. And mostly it's like salads, tofu. Um, always, I always have pasta. I think I eat pasta like at least once a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love pasta. Yeah, I love it. So um, I'm like car- carb queen. I have like Literally, so much carbs. Pasta is life. <laughs> yes, it is. So, um, and I, but I love stir fries. I love tofu. I love like you know grilled fish, mm-hmm. vegetables. Um, I get. I like. I love being creative in the kitchen. I think my mum's a really good cook too. So I, I learned a lot from her um, and my mum's like Dutch Indonesian. So I grew up with a lot of like Indonesian food as well. Oh, yum. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's also another creative outlet for me is where I love like looking at recipes and making like fun stuff. I love food. Like I just love the whole concept of food. I love that it brings people together. I love eating with people, yeah. like all about it. So um, I, I, I really enjoy eating as well. As much as it's like fuel for my body, I also love the whole like eating with people and trying desserts, new restaurants. Yes. Um, like so yeah, but I, I, I try and be, I'm pretty easy to like, I, I eat chocolate every day if I want to. Same. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't, I'm not very strict. I don't count my calories. I mean, obviously I'm educated in what I know, what makes my body like work so like if calorie counting count is super important mm-hmm. but I, I'm educated enough to know how much I can and can't eat to yeah. keep it within a weight range Portions yeah and all that but kind. um but it's just about but it's about not depriving yourself either and, and be kind mm-hmm. that's the worst thing I think I used to be so like you know unkind to myself the way mm-hmm. I spoke to myself that what I eat if I ate something like you know ate a whole fucking block of chocolate I'd be like you're disgusting yes. Do you know I mean you have those thoughts yes that self-hate but it's like health hate yeah but it's like so what sometimes you can have a blowout and it's fine you're not gonna get fat off one block of chocolate one day no exactly you You do it consistently you will exactly and that like that is so important to really teach like women I know you're probably preaching that to your clients too because I'm telling them the same thing it's that self-hate that Mm. then spirals way more out of control than what it what it yeah you know was meant to having a block of chocolate is like fine but then Again, yes. that self-hate and keep digging, keep digging. You're like, i got to emotionally eat now because I hate myself. Yeah. it's, it's We see it as yeah. such a revolving door. So anyone listening out it there, is. just know that, you know, if you say you are calorie counting, if you stuff your macros up for the day, move on. 
Exactly. I did it yesterday. I came home and was starving. Ate a really good, healthy um, bowl of like veggies. <laughs> and then I had half a block of Whitaker's coconut right <laughs> in my cupboard. And I was like, I'm just going to have one. And I ended up hitting the whole fucking block. And I was like, what is wrong? <laughs> my biggest downfall at the moment is um, I have a decaf English breakfast after dinner. And then have you had those little Biscoff? Like little, oh, uh, they're amazing. Things. They're so I good. Biscoff. Oh my god, that's that's my. I'm like just two little like two little Biscoff bickies into my tea, and then I'm like got literally like stacks on stacks. That's my that's my problem at the moment. Then I'm going to bed on the fullest <laughs> bicky belly. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. I love that. I love that you you know you find that balance and and you're not yeah. preaching you know either either. You know you've got that, and that's what it is all about. Yeah. I love that. You know, I'm, I don't know if you are, but like I'm finding that more and more, you know, when I see on social media, we're say, we're seeing balance. We're seeing like you can have yeah. this and you can also have this as well. Yeah, exactly. And like be kind to your body as well. Like obviously like chocolate isn't good for your body. So like if you want to be, it's like filling your car with shit petrol. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's the analogy that like I kind of always think about. Like I'm also working my body to the core, like mm-hmm. to its limits. So it needs actual like good things for it. Absolutely. Um, it's yeah. So like chocolate's not going to fill my body. It's not going to be the best for my body. Yeah, and I want to be kind happy? to my body. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I got my period too. So I was like, I need chocolate. I need it. <laughs> Um, okay the next question I've got is what's your favorite thing about being a trainer my favorite thing is seeing the progression Mm -hmm. um and you know seeing the joy that it gives people and like you know I when I get those messages afterwards the session being like thank you so much that helped me um when I can see that I'm actually helping people and it impacts people like that moment I just savor Mm -hmm. so much Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important for anyone that wants to start boxing. Where where do they start? I mean, have a bit of a research and, mm-hmm. you know, find out where there's some good boxing gyms. But boxing gyms can be super intimidating because there's a lot of, usually a lot of men mm-hmm. in those gyms. Uh, but maybe start out on like a boxer size class. So like, mm-hmm. but, but so often you won't get taught the right technique in those classes. Um, so you can come to me. Yes. <laughs> so you can come to me, but try and yeah, find someone who will teach you the right technique. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you pick up bad habits and it's very easy to do. Boxing is such a technical sport. And it's also harder. What I found um, in my like Muay Thai experience is that it's so hard to unteach then that habit. Like you've got to work so hard. If you've created a habit you um, like within your technique, it is fucking hard to then unlearn. It's so hard. Yeah. I've experienced myself. I used to yeah, tip a same. lot when I punched and it was just I wasn't pivoting right from my hip to get the reach without tipping forward. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it took me a good, like, two, two months to really get out of the habit, and I'm doing it almost every day. So, yeah, it's very hard. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to see this fight. I can't wait. Are you excited? <laughs> Are you nervous? I'm so pumped. Yeah, like, I'm nervous. Not really because I just I want to fight. I want to, like, show off my skill set. Yes. I want to get in the ring. And, like, we're not lost. You get an experience and you learn. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can get better at boxing, like, once you start sparring and moving around because you – the urgency is created then because it's like I have to move and I have to be quick because I'm going to get hit if I don't. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, that is all we actually have time for, Ash. Um, thank you so, so much for coming on. If anyone wants yeah. to search you up, where can we find you? 
So my personal Instagram is Pash underscore um, and my business hit like a girl is hit like a girl underscore underscore because they didn't have the other one available. Of course. But yes, that's where they can find me on those Instagrams. So you can follow either one um, and DM either one if you want to train with me or send me a message or whatever questions you have. Yes. Open to it. She's open and um, we'll be we'll be following along your progress, especially as it gets closer to your comp. Amazing. Can't Girl, wait. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very grateful to be on here.